Hello, it's great to be back and welcome to China Africa Talk, the show for anyone who wants to know what's going on between China and Africa from a Chinese and African perspective. I'm your host, Bridget Butambira, and in today's episode, as a continuation to our series on China-Africa Cooperation Vision 2035, and with reference to the nine programs China pledges to work with African countries on, we explore China and Africa cooperation in digital innovation. And I'm joined on the line today by Dr. Jiejie Wang. She's a research assistant professor of the Institute of South-to-South Cooperation and Development at Peking University. She's also Deputy Secretary General of Center for African Studies at Peking University. Professor Wang. Thank you, Bridget. Thank you for having me here. Great. Also joining us all the way from Nigeria is Dr. Osidipe Adenkunle, a senior researcher in comparative education, TVET, history and policy of education with Zhejiang Normal University. So we're talking about China-Africa Digital Innovation Partnership as part of the first three-year plan of China-Africa Cooperation Vision 2035. Dr. Wang, could you explain a little bit to our listeners why it's important in the China-Africa Cooperation? Does Africa still have time to build a digital Africa? Mm-hmm. Thank you, Bridget. I think for developing digital innovation cooperation meets the development needs of both China and Africa mm-hmm. for both parties' benefits. As you just mentioned, our country has released initiatives and plans for promoting China-Africa digital cooperation. It also the needs of African countries as well. You probably be aware that the African Union 2020 already issued the African Digital Transformation Strategy, which proposed the overall objectives of African Union's digital transformation and mm-hmm. guided various countries to carry out the construction of a digital economy. Mm-hmm. And in my country, China, we also has this digital economy and digital transformation. I think that meets the needs of both sides. Mm-hmm. So we have the same development path and development goals. So that made China-Africa Digital Cooperation uh, continuously uh, make those progress when time goes on. Yes. Mm. How about the scope of China's digital economy transformation? How long did it take China to get to where it is now? What scale does it serve? For the scope of China's digital transformation, uh, I think it's still going on Mm -hmm. and uh, happening because there seems for the new technology new infrastructure, we see the digital transformation is ongoing process. As we see that China's digital transformation is happening right now in various industries. We talked about digital finance, digital industries, uh, AI manufacturing, Mm -hmm. and so on. They're all very hot topics, not only by the public, but also by the research area, Uh, especially the industrial digitalization. It's been developing very fast for the past 10 years. Mm -hmm. Digitalization of industry is the improvement of productivity, uh, not only the quantity base, but also the efficiency brought by the application of digital technology in the traditional industries and this kind of a reform happening and going on. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the digital economy does not purely depends on the data and uh, digital devices, but it is a, a more integrated economy, integrated right. process. For example, for the industry we're talking about in China, they're not limited to 
the industry internet. Uh, it, it also the integration of industrialization, intellectual intelligence, manufacturing, internet of vehicles, platform of and so on. But since 2016, our digital transformation developed very fast. You probably be aware that our country's service industry, especially service industry with the digital technology and transformation, forty uh, percent of the service industry are related to the digital technology, and our industry about twenty percent. So China's digital transformation is moving fast, but but it's ongoing process. Yeah, hmm. Doctor Dinkunle, we've probably heard the term digital innovation at some point. Can you explain what it means to Africa? Within the framework of China-Africa cooperation, what does it look like so far? Is it just mobile phones and laptops? Thank you very much, Bridget. Uh, really, if we uh, to understand what this uh, the term digital economy or digital technology, digital innovation, or you know, this term, what it really means for us in Africa mm. in the context of China-Africa cooperation. Simply speaking, we can describe it as a system of implementing or using modern technology mm-hmm. to solve everyday business problems, mm-hmm. to optimize process of business, uh, customer experience, and to deliver new business models. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's in a short word, it means that we're using modern technology to make things easier right. by optimizing existing structures that are in place. For a local person, for example, in the rural areas in Africa, there are some things that we are used to that are already in place and they are not very easy for them to come by. But with digital innovation, we make these things available to them at a more convenient way. For example, he has a product in the rural area as a farmer. Mm -hmm. He wants to get it to the city, to a client in the city. Mm -hmm. With digital tech innovation, this product can leave the rural area and get to the city easily and he gets his money paid to him or Mm -hmm. her within minutes. So this is a very simple illustration of what digital innovation is all about. And within the China Africa Corporation, it's all about a win-win situation. For us in Africa, it's going to be promoting growth for us in our economy. While China was experiencing expansion in the already growing uh, you know, economy. So mm. for both sides, I think it's a positive development mm. uh, for China and Africa. Yeah. Mm. And Dr. Wang, tell us what people are not seeing, though, in terms of digital services that are already there within the China-Africa Digital Cooperation Framework. Here I'm making reference to the Peace Cable, which runs all the way from Pakistan, East Africa, connecting in Europe. The Beidou navigation system, it has more satellites than Galileo does over Africa. We also have Huawei Mobile Money, Power Solutions, e-commerce solutions at the Addis Ababa airport. I, I think you have listed all the important collaborative work between China and African countries, um, the, the projects like Beidou Navigation and etc. cetera. Mm. Um, but here, I, I think there is, uh, since you're asking me what people are not seeing mm. in terms of a digital services, already within this cooperation framework, I think one point I would like to mention here is we only see this kind of cooperation format. We see this going on. But as Dr. OCDP just mentioned, it's always a win-win situation. Right. Uh, we see the huge potential of digital economy, the broader digital economy market in Africa. Mm. I think not only China know there is a huge market potential in Africa, but also the rest of the world. Mm. For China, I, I think, uh, as I mentioned before, we have the same development path uh, mm-hmm. in terms of a digital economy. 
Uh, but one thing I, I think worth mentioning is the impetus for China and Africa to accelerate the construction of digital Africa. Why this nice. impetus is there. I think when we know the motivation and drives, then we will easily understand all the following up and in the future uh, digital cooperation we're going on. Mm. Africa has the broad market prospect for digital economy, mm. which is mainly due to its rapid development of urbanization and huge demographic dividend. We all know Africa is experiencing the accelerated urbanization. Mm. By the year of uh, 2025, there will be Close to 100 cities in Africa, the population will be more than 1 million residents. Mm. And by the year of 2050, the population in Nigeria, which is uh, Dr. Osidipi, is located in Ghana, Angola, and mm. other countries will reach more than 80% of the total population will be urbanized. So what does that mean? Mm. So urbanization promoted the growth for the consumer mm. spending and making the African population closer to the digital network and digital services. Mm. So the young population in, in Africa, the, the youth group and the increasingly educated African uh, population are important important asset to accelerate the digital transformation. So we see right now Africa is catching up with this digital transformation and digital development. Mm -hmm. But we also see this prospects, the huge potential providing the human capital support for the development of digital economy for the demographic dividend. So the African urbanization and youth population are expected to become one of the most attractive digital markets in the world. Mm -hmm. I think Africa going to get busy because they're going to have a lot of partners in terms of digital Africa building. Yes. Mm -hmm. So for China, we also see that kind of opportunity uh, company wise and government wise uh, with the potential and to see that development drives out there in Africa. Dr. Sidipe, just to sort of pick up what Dr. Wang has just been explaining, we've recently seen initiatives to boost pan-continental digital businesses such as the Tunisia Startup Act the Nigeria government planning to set up a center for AI and robotics. 16, we also have Egypt, which has set up an AI portal. How do you foresee China-Africa digital innovation rolling out in the future? Will this not create some sort of competition in the tech industry? Or do you see cooperation as an enhancement to the technological ecosystem in Africa, as Dr. Wang's observation. First, I would like to say that we cannot rule out competition in the tech industry uh, with a trend that we're seeing, but because competition is good because it promotes further development and growth. But the kind of competition that will be coming up will be that of a kind of positive competition in the sense that we are going to be seeing an increasing drive for innovation, okay. both in Africa and in China. With what we have seen so far in Nigeria and Egypt and some other African countries like Kenya, we can see a very good future in the sense that the African countries, they are much more prepared to receive this much needed digital uh, development mm. that would drive their economies. Uh, firstly, we have seen that we are with the African Union's official position right. on the digital economy for Africa. So with China coming in as a development partner in this area, the competition would be positive and robust. But the, most importantly, it will lead to a kind of cooperation that will help African countries develop not only the economy, but the human capital. Okay. Uh, because as it is, if we see what is happening in China, China has been able to build a very robust digital uh, economy because the human capital 
to utilize technology mm -hmm. is well prepared. Okay. You can see people in the rural areas in China using uh, digital products like, for example, Alipay, Chifubao, mm -hmm. Alipay, WeChat, and all those things easily, you understand. Right. So we are looking forward to something like that even in African countries where we have well-prepared human capital mm -hmm. who can utilize all these things because that is the only way that we can actually say that Africa will be able to benefit from digital development cooperation that we're having with China. Another way is that we're looking at the African Continental Free Trade Agreement. Mm -hmm. Now, this big initiative will only succeed if we have a robust digital transformation agenda for the entire continent okay. that works in a way that they have a cooperation with one another. Because if you look at China as, as a country, everything works together as one. But Africa is quite different because we have different countries mm -hmm. with different policies and agenda. Right. But all these have to be synchronized together so that we can have a, a robust pan-Africa digital ecosystem that can really stand and they really provide positive development dividend for the people. So the competition that you mentioned is mm. going to be there fine, but we look forward to more results from the cooperation side. There will be more cooperation between African countries and cooperation with China uh, as a whole. So that's what I'm saying, and that, that would bring about a further development in the African economy, especially the human capital part mm. of the African economy. So that's what I'm seeing from, mm. from that. Ever wondered what's actually going on in Africa through the perspective of an African? How are things really going between China and Africa? What's the narrative of this relationship? Well, get a perspective with China-Africa talk. Hear from African diplomats, entrepreneurs, academics, Chinese natives, and more. Get an hour wavelength every week to find out what's real with China-Africa talk. Find us on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, and more. We'll see you there. Okay. Dr. Wang, Dr. Osidipe just mentioned one of the strengths China has is well-prepared human capital. Now, we have Chinese companies like Huawei, which started its presence in Africa in 1998. Then we also have the Transient Group. The two are probably responsible for much of the digital infrastructure and smartphones used in Africa. Why do you think they have been doing so well in Africa since they started? Actually, my researcher team and I, we just conducted a research related to the question that you proposed. Mm. We investigated the Chinese multinational enterprises in Africa. We find out in recent years, more and more Chinese enterprises go to Africa and they value the localization of their business in Africa, responsible not only for the digital infrastructure building, but also the people mm. who are using the digital equipment. As uh, Dr. Osidipi just mentioned, w during this process, mm. the, the human capital being uh, being invested and the knowledge transferring and the technology transferring happened. Mm. The digital transformation serves the development for the local employees, the local community, as you mentioned about Huawei and Transcend Enterprises, and also many more other digital companies. They have gone abroad. At one hand, they explore the African market, but on mm -hmm. another hand, this is spillover effects make them participate in the process of African digitalization, mm -hmm. human capital development, and the local uh, local development. So the workforce development and the local employee are also benefited from this process. For example, mm -hmm. Huawei's Future Seed project okay. and also Transcend's online uh, platform for both 
domestic and international employees have made contributions to the training of the local internet talents. So these are all effectively serving both China-African enterprises and driving the export and import between China and African continents. Yes. Dr. Wang, let's look at it from, from the angle of the benefits for Africa and China. So we have the digital Silk Road already in place. How about when it comes to the BRI, if folded in successfully into this innovation program, could uh, digital belt Road be more sustainable in future and even towards uh, relieving debt issues between China and some African countries as compared to the physical BRI? As we probably already witnessed that the digital Belt and Road goes towards improving recipients or recipient countries' telecommunication network, Mm -hmm. um, artificial intelligence capabilities, uh, e-commerce, mobile payment system, smart cities and high-tech areas, etc. These kind of areas represent the future, not only for Belt and Road countries, but also the future of of China as well. Uh, But also it requires very strong infrastructure supportment, but that takes time to be completely ready. And I think it's along the way for achieving the the good digital Belt and Road plan. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have to admit that the digital Belt and Road has the potential to sustainably improve trade and foreign investment and benefit the the citizens in the participating countries. but the issues, like you mentioned, the, the risks, mm-hmm. um, I we, we probably won't compare the physical railroad or the digital network. But there is mm-hmm. for sure for the digital uh, network, there are more issues we should consider about, uh, such as increase the transparency and the security, mm-hmm. uh, expand trade, mm-hmm. improve sustainability, as you just mentioned, and uh, mitigate environmental, social and corruption risks are also mm. quite important factors mm. should it be integrated along the way into the plan for the sustainability of this cooperation. And we see there is risk, but we also see the opportunities. But thinking in, uh, integrated those uh, potential risks into the digital Belt and Road initiatives, and um, that would be benefiting it for a long run for both China and Belt Road countries. Dr. Dinkutlip, in light of transformation, how do you move the public services that were previously only physical that are there right now into digital in African countries? This is going to be very challenging for African countries and the challenge has to be like uh, taking the bull by the horns because if we want to move forward and uh, embrace digital uh, innovation that will enhance the overall development in the countries. First and foremost, the public services have to be digitalized. Okay. Uh, because um, like we have in China, I was in China, I saw the way the government services, public services are being run very conveniently. Mm. You know, you don't need to go to different public government offices to get things done. You can just do all these things online and you get what you want. So first and foremost, uh, the governments and public institutions in Africa has to uh, take the bull by the horn by investing heavily in the transformation of current physical, uh, in quotes, now physical uh, offices or physical services and move them over to Mm. the digital one. And since we have in place current cooperation with Chinese companies like Huawei, ZTE and some other companies like that has been in the system. Mm -hmm. I know of some that have been done in Nigeria by ZTE and uh, Huawei. They've been doing some work on digitalizing uh, public services in Nigeria. So this needs to be 
increased to ensure that the public services are in the digital form to make it more accessible to the public. Mm -hmm. That way, the general public will be encouraged to embrace the digital transformation that is taking place. Without the government taking the lead, it will be very difficult for the private sector alone to do this. So we need more effort on the part of the government. It needs more investment on their side. It needs more public support by government, you know, making commitment, you know, in public to let people know that this is the current trend that we have to all key into. And it also needs political will on the side of the government mm. to ensure that the public services are in digital form. Right. Okay, that's interesting. And Dr. Wang? Yes, Bridget. Okay. Yes. To add on to what Dr. Sidipe mentioned, he mentioned the word embrace. He mentioned embracing digital innovation and some of the challenges there and how it's important for our governments to ensure that we are able to embrace this innovation. I would like to know from you, in each stage of digital transformation or innovation, for Chinese digital firms, it's like integrating with systems that already exist and people are comfortable using and already have awareness of. And I'm wondering whether this is a topic that is controversial in Africa, but are people comfortable with the concept of embracing digital innovation? Or are they just used to this idea because it's increasing the quality of service provided to them? What's your take in China, how do we embrace digital transformation? Yes. Or do do yeah okay good. Um, I think uh, lately we talked about Chat GPT a lot. Yes. And that's the new concept, and then uh, especially among uh, the scholars in university level, and also for the company level or government level, they all look at this new technology. Mm-hmm. When a new technology comes, I think the change is always two sides. One is inside, another is outside. Okay. As the digital trends is happening, it seems unstoppable. Mm-hmm. It's a new technology and this kind of disruptive technology happens. Sometimes it's just within one night. It's everywhere uh, around your work and on the street. People are always talk about it and see the potential opportunities and the risks in terms of a job, in terms of uh, econ- uh, economic development. I think for, for people in China, especially the students around us on campus, professors, we, we were talking about about how the new technology bring to us, we see the potential. Uh, we see the potential benefit mm. for uh, increase our work efficiency, and we see it's going to contribute to new various job options and uh, replace the uh, the workforce with the repeated, especially the repeated workforce. So uh, again, back to your questions, we embrace current uh, current Chinese uh, people that uh, I I know they embrace this digital trend transformation and the digital ideas more related to the development in their work and the social movement. Uh, but for, for the for the government level, we don't see much in in, in that as a, as a political tool. Mm. But as far as I know, it's more like how the technology will serve the development of the society socially, economically. Yes. Mm, okay. And Dr. Sidibe, just to round up, looking forward, what role do you expect China to play toward achieving the digital transformation cooperation vision in Africa and how does China engage with the private sector partners along the way? The Chinese side, they have done a lot by moving forward with us in Africa Mm. and then we are also catching up in the cooperation. Now, what I still expect that the Chinese side can do is that we need to increase training of skilled personnel in Africa. 
more attention should be paid to the training, you know, retraining of uh, skilled personnel in Africa. This is a very important part of our digital cooperation, you know, relationship. Why? Because the people that would drive these digital platforms, they are to be, they are to be people who actually have a very strong and uh, understanding of what it's, uh, it takes for them to operate. And with a trained person, uh, human capital, then we can have an assurance of a successful relationship. Then African countries at the moment, we may be having challenges like we know in terms of uh, policy environment, mm -hmm. in terms of uh, infrastructure, in terms of finances. So I don't think we'll have any problem, you know, uh, relating with China in this uh, and getting uh, you know, support from China in these areas. All we need to do is for us to come up with a unified uh, platform that's for all African countries, like we have in the African Union. Let's come up with a unified, you know, position. What mm. is our plan? What's our agenda right. for the next 30 years or 20 years as a continent? Mm -hmm. And I'm very sure the Chinese side are always willing to work with us in achieving this goal because China is always a committed partner in terms of development, especially for the sub-south countries. So mm. the Chinese side, I believe, are always ready, but I want the Chinese side to focus more on mm. personnel training for Africa in order for us to have the right personnel. Because if you have infrastructure in place now, for example, mm -hmm. and we don't have a we don't have a trained personnel mm. that will be, you know, that will be engaged, it it will be like a waste of resources. Uh, waste of funding. So we need more training for uh, local personnel in Africa to, for them to be able to operate or to, you know, to engage all the infrastructure that we'll be building and as part of our relationship with China, especially the digital transformation cooperation, uh, you know, uh, relationship. Mm, okay. Unfortunately, that's all the time that we have for on the program. Dr. Wang and Dr. Osidibe, thank you for joining me today on China Africa Talk. Our goal is for us to learn something new about what's happening between China and Africa and to be inspired to think differently about these relations from the point of view of our guests. Join us again next time. For now, it's goodbye. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post it on social media or leave a rating and review. Thanks again. See you next time.